sir. Yes, sir. Turn your Bible tonight to Deuteronomy, please. The book of Deuteronomy. Chapter 28. I'm going to read in verse 1. Deuteronomy 28, in verse 1. And it shall come to pass, if thou shalt hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God, to observe and to do all his commandments which I command thee this day, that the Lord thy God will set thee on high above all nations there. And all these blessings shall come on thee, and I will take thee, if thou shalt hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God. Blessed shalt thou be in the city, blessed shalt thou be in the field. Blessed shalt thou be the fruit of thy body, and the fruit of thy ground, and the fruit of thy cattle, the increase of thy kind, and the flocks of thy sheep. Blessed shall be thy baskets, and thy store. Blessed shall thou be when thou comest in, and blessed shall thou be when thou goest out. Skip right across the page to verse 19. Cursed shall thou be when thou comest in, and cursed shall thou be when thou goest out. The Lord shall send upon thee cursing, vexation, and rebuke, and all that thou settest thy hand unto, or to do it, until thou be destroyed, and until thou perish quickly because of the wickedness of thy doings, whereby thou hast forsaken me. The Lord shall make the pestilence cleave unto thee, until he have consumed thee from off the land, where thou goest to possess it. The Lord shall smite thee with a consumption, and with a fever, and with an inflammation, and with an extreme burning, and with a sword, and with blasting, and with mildew, and they shall pursue thee until thou perish. And thy heaven, that is over thy head, shall be brass, and the earth that is under thee shall be iron. The Lord shall make the rain of the land powder and dust. From heaven shall it come down upon thee until they be destroyed. The Lord shall cause thee to be smitten before thee, thine enemies. Thou shalt go out one way against them, and flee seven ways before them, and shall be removed into all kingdoms of earth. And thy carcass shall be meat unto all fowls of the air, and unto the beasts of the earth, and no man shall fray them away. The Lord will smite thee with the botch of Egypt, and with the emeralds, and with the scab, and with the itch, whereof thou canst not be healed. The Lord shall smite thee with madness and blindness and astonishment of heart. Thou shalt grope at noonday as a blind gropeth in darkness. Thou shalt not prosper in thy ways, and thou shalt be only oppressed and spoiled evermore. I want to stop there if I can, because I want you to see something. The Bible gives us two ways of living. You can be blessed or you can be cursed of Almighty God. Now, I dealing with people especially just lately, but it's not just lately, it's been this way for some time. People just want to give up on living anymore. Uh, they're afraid of the virus. 
they're afraid of everything in the world. By the way, Brother Thrower, I called him all ago, and he's doing real good. He says he's feeling good, and he wants everybody to know it. But he just don't want to come to church right now because he don't know if he had the virus or not, and he don't want to uh, take a chance of giving it to anybody else right now. But he appreciates your prayers. He's feeling so much better. Now, again, though, people don't want to live because their life has just been turned upside down. Now, here's what I'm saying. Discouragement, despair, heartache, pain is not just to the unsaved. It also happens to Christians. God says, Blessed shall thou be when thou comest in, and blessed shall thou be when thou goest out. Now that's the blessing of God. Psalms 33, verse 12. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord, and the people whom he had chosen for his own inheritance. Now I believe there was a time that God chose the United States of America as his own. Now, we're a nation uh, that, that did believe in God and worship God at one time, but not anymore. We're living in a nation today. Now, you just listen to this for just a minute. We have churches and preachers who deny the Bible as the Word of God. We have alcohol beverages, bars in churches. I was talking to one preacher, and he actually... Uh, he was smoking a cigarette and had a beer in his hand. And I was there in, in, in just to visit with him for a few minutes. I could not believe what I was seeing. We have homosexuals as pastors. We have people denying Jesus even exists. There are perverts today who have desires that the Bible calls unnatural affections. And our government makes excuses for them. Uh, take their sides against decency. We have a government system today who preach freedom of religion, uh, freedom of speech, who teach evolution as fact, and yet disallowed any teaching of God and public prayers in school except silent prayers. We have a country today who is alcohol-centered from statement to secretaries, drugs in high places and in low places, we have a country today who has gone sex crazy on every aspect. Marriage means nothing to people anymore. I was talking to a lady just the other day, and she was telling me, right, it's changed now, preacher. It ain't the same as it used to be. It's okay to live with one another and not be married. And they go on and give every kind of excuse on the world for doing so. Now, listen to me. Our nation was born in part during a prayer meeting on the Mayflower. Our nation was founded on the Bible as an open book. Our nation's schools had as its first textbook the Bible. Our Constitution and Declaration of Independence were founded from the principles of the New Testament church. We have placed on our money in God we trust. Now, what is the problem then with today? In 1976... The Southern Baptist Convention published this report. Eight percent of Americans attend church on Sunday morning in 1976. Two percent attended Sunday nights. And 61,000 churches reported no additions for salvation that year. Think about that. Why? 
when our children go to school, the Genesis account of creation is made to be a hoax or a lie by the state-approved textbooks. And when uh, intercession takes place between a man and a woman, uh, portrayed in most homes as unholy and lewd, and our children are taught to rebel against authority and discipline and parents. And I say, no wonder God is no longer honored. Now what can you and I do about it? Acts chapter 4 verse 12. Neither is salvation any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men, whereby we must be saved. You know what God is saying? He's, he's just saying it as plain as he can say in that one verse. Do you know what the only hope of this nation in our homes and our children and our family is? Get them saved. You, you remember when you was living one kind of life and you got saved and God turned you around completely and changed your life? Somebody said, we want, all right, we ought to change, we want our nation back like it used to be. The only way to do it is to change people's lives. How do you change people's lives? By getting them saved. Listen to me, Job 36, verse 11. If they obey and serve Him, they shall spend their days in prosperity and their years in pleasures. Listen, Psalms 89, verse 11. No good thing will He withhold from them that walk uprightly. The greatest message that our country needs today is in Jesus loves them. The answer to all our nation problem is Jesus saves. When a person gets born again, God changes his ways of living. You say, preacher, what can I do about it? I'm just one person. Now, I can't save everybody. I can't change this country. And I say to you, I can't either. But... Each and every one of the uh, members of every born-again church, think about this for just a moment. On this day, all across this country, and by the way, this is not the only church that loves the Lord. There's people all across this country that churches that love the Lord, preach the gospel, people getting saved, lives are getting changed. If you took all the Bible-believing churches across this nation, if one person got saved, and they went out and got another person saved. And they went out and got another person saved. That's how you change what's going wrong, is getting people saved. John 3.16 is still there. I like this. There's no bill that Congress can pass. There's no bill in the, in the uh, Senate that they can pass that will change this lost and dying country. But God can. And He does it one at a time. One person hard at a time. Now listen to me. John 3.16 is still there. God so loved the world. Amen? That He gave His only begotten Son. And God so loved America. And Jesus was given for her also. Now, it takes individuals to come to Christ for salvation. That's our hope. Now I want to show you how that I believe you start out. Turn with me to Matthew chapter 6 for just a minute. I've been studying some. I've been getting up in, in the morning just reading my Bible early and <clears throat> doing some thinking and, and asking the Lord to bless and, uh, in my mind. And I got to reading this matter of prayer. Do you know, me and Mike were talking about this just a moment ago just for service. And I, I believe one of the most neglected uh, sources of blessings 
that a Christian has is not praying. Just not praying. Now, notice with me, please, in Matthew chapter 6, I'm just going to skip around a little bit. Matthew chapter 6, in verse 8, Be not, be not ye therefore like unto them, for your Father knows what things you have need of before you ask Him. After this manner pray ye. And He begins to tell them how to pray. And then uh, go down for just a minute now uh, to verse, uh, where is that? Uh, verse 25. Therefore I say unto you, take no thought for your life, what you shall eat or what you shall drink or yet for your body, what you shall put on. Is not the life more than meat and the body more than raiment? And he goes on to talk about the fowls there and so on. Now, verse 27. Which of you by taking thought can add one stature to cubit unto his stature? And why you take thought for raiment? Consider a little of the field, how they grow. They toil not, neither do they spin. Yet I say to you that even Solomon and all his glory is not arrayed like one of these. Wherefore God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is cast in the oven, shall he not much more clothe ye, O ye of little faith? Therefore take no thought, what shall we eat? Now, first, verse 33. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Then he goes on, and the, the, chapter 7 begins in verse 7 of ask and it shall be given you seek and you shall find knock and it shall be opened unto you for everyone that asketh receiveth and he that seeketh findeth and to him that knocketh it shall be opened or what man is there of you whom if his son asked bread will he give him a stone or if he ask a fish will he give him a servant if you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much shall your heavenly Father, which is in heaven, give good things to them that ask Him? You know what the problem of this whole sinful world anymore is? We just don't ask our heavenly Father for our needs. Have you ever prayed for something, and in maybe a year, maybe a month, maybe a day or two, God will ask answer that prayer but you've forgotten that you prayed for it and then all of a sudden you got it and you sat down wait a minute I remember when I prayed and asked for that and God gave it to me you see I believe it's all my God's time is perfect God's time is right when he will answer your prayer and sometimes we get discouraged because we ask God for something and he don't give it to us right now but I was reading something the other day that thrilled my soul. One day with the Lord uh, is like a thousand years with the Lord. One day with us is like a thousand years with the Lord. You know what that means? He ain't no hurry. He ain't not in no hurry. He'll do it when he gets ready. He'll take care of you how he wants to. Now, and here's what I'm saying. You might have somebody that you just don't believe that you can change. You don't believe you can help at all. Have you ever prayed for The first thing we need to do, it's like I was uh, in a doctor's office and, and the doctor says, Preacher, I've done everything I can for this person. You need to pray. Wait a minute. That's backwards. 
you ought to pray first. Amen? You ever been going to the doctor's office and you're worried about something? I, I thought, sure, the world had cancer behind my knee the other day. <laughs> you know how the devil you lay there and you hurt and you, oh yeah, I'm, I'm going to not be able to walk. I got cancer behind my knee. I just know you're going to take my leg off. And I get to the doctor and the doctor says, ain't nothing wrong with you. You just, you just got some ache back there getting old. And, uh, and I said to myself, you know, can God answer that? I said, Lord, take care of this thing. Now, I, I, I need to get, just keep good. And when the doctor told me that, I said, well, thank the Lord, you know. And here's what I'm saying. If you got a problem, if you got somebody that you just can't handle, if you got somebody that you want to see become a Christian, become right. I believe this, the greatest neighbor that you can have is a Christian. Somebody's born again. Somebody loves the Lord like you do. And they'll be the best friend you ever had. And that's what it's all about. Why is this world, why is our country being turned upside down? Because in 1976, people started walking away from God. They started walking away from asking God to take care of them. God began to bless our country. God started giving us everything we need. And now we're having all these Chinese, what do you call them things that uh, reflects and makes electricity supposed to? They're taking over our country and taking over our food source. I was going through Mulberry the other day, and there's a big pile of fertilizer. And guess where they're sending it to? Japan. They're digging up Florida and sending it to Japan. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. God bless this country. Think about that for just a minute. God bless this country. And we want to sell it for money and get money more than the blessings of God. And I really believe this. Maybe I'll be wrong. I don't know. I remember Brother Nell one time preaching, men won't know you never go to the moon. And the very next week, they went to the moon. And so I, I might be saying something's not going to happen. But I believe this with all my soul. One of these days, if God doesn't do something about this country, we're going to wake up and everybody thinks that chickens come from Publix. No, they don't. They're raised in the yard. Amen? And you think of uh, vegetables down there at Publix. No, somebody has to make them. What about the wheat fields and candies? Somebody has to raise them. Somebody has to make our food. Somebody has to come from somebody doing it out there and then bringing it to the market and everything. Now, wait a minute. Then what are we going to do when they start changing this country and giving it away to other countries that don't love God? God blesses this country. And brother, I don't take it for granted. And what I'm saying tonight, and I'm finished because I, don't, I, I just want you to... The major thought that I want you to see tonight is prayer. God said, I will bless thee if you will serve me. But then he turned on the other page and he said, but I will curse thee if you will not serve me and you will not obey me. Now, I don't know about you, but I want the blessing of God on my life. And I want the blessing of God on this church and on God's people and on everything that I touch. And here's how it works. Ask God for it. Ask God for it. I've been praying for this church. 
And I still believe God's going to do something. He's, he's working in people's lives and people's hearts. And I'm excited. I really am. I went home today and I couldn't hardly rest. I just started thinking about how to just a little more, Lord, and look what we could do. Amen? I remember when Bell Shore Baptist Church started and there's one doctor gave to that church when it started. $250,000 started that church. We need a doctor. <laughs> you don't know where it's coming from, do you? You don't. You don't know what God will do. You know what? The best thing you can do is just ask for it. And I like this. Ask and thou shalt receive. Ask. So all you have to do. And He tells you how to do it. Plead. Beg. Just ask. I like it when I wanted a cold drink for my daddy. And I never will forget this. Every time I think about prayer, I think about this. There was a little pink cold drink. I forgot the name of the thing uh, when I was a little boy. And we'd go to town and in that big old Coca-Cola box would be this pink cold drink. And I'd say, Daddy, uh, give me a nickel where I can get a, a cold drink. He says, Son, I ain't got any money. Leave me alone. And i come back a few minutes. Daddy, can I have a cold drink? Uh, Daddy, give me a nickel. I want that cold drink. Daddy said, if you don't get away, I'm going to slap you aside of the head. Get on and leave me alone now. I ain't got any money. Daddy, I just want a cold drink. Can you give me a nickel? And after a while, I got the cold drink. You know, that's exactly what the Bible teaches about prayer. God said, ask and thou shalt receive. Knock and thou shalt find. Just keep on asking. Old Brother Olaf used to sing a little chorus. I wish I knew it. And just keep on praying till the light breaks through. God will answer, will answer you. Amen? Don't give up. Don't give up. Never give up. Just pray for what God has laid on your heart. You see, the way God works is He'll lay something on your heart to be a blessing to everybody. He'll lay something on my heart to be a blessing to somebody. And if you get it all together, you got a church. That's what it's about. Stand with me, please. Heavenly Father, I'm excited about your blessings. And every way it seems lately, you have blessed my life and blessed the people of this church. I listen to them. Lord, how you're trying to work in people's life. If they could only open their eyes and see that you're still in business. You're not dead. And you're the great God that can do anything that we will ask and believe. Help us to have faith in you. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Come pray. Come sing for us, please. Hymn number 394. Hymn number 394. I surrender all. And we'll sing out on that first verse. All to Jesus I surrender all to Him I freely give. In His presence daily live.
surrender.